morning. Welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. I am delighted to welcome Dr. Natasha Wright, who is the uh, president of the, uh, I think it's the Iota Sigma chapter of uh, Sigma Gamma Rho here in New Haven. And uh, Sigma Gamma Rho overall, Sorority Incorporated, is celebrating their centennial. Welcome to the Centennial Club. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is always a pleasure. And I am the president of Iota Chi Sigma. I'm sorry, Iota Chi Sigma. Yes. (laughs) In uh, serving New Haven and Fairfield counties. We are delighted. And yes, honey, it is our centennial. (laughs) Paint the town blue. I mean, blue and gold. Blue and gold. Let's do this. (laughs) So let me tell the peoples. Uh, Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated was organized on November 12, 1922 in Indianapolis, Indiana by seven young educators, Mary Lou Allison Gardner Little, Dorothy Hanley Whiteside, Vivian White Marbury, Nanny Mae Gone Johnson, Hattie Mae Annette Doolin Redford, Bessie Mae Downey Rhodes Martin, and Cubina McClure. The group became an incorporated national collegiate sorority on December 30th, 1929, when a charter was granted to Alpha Chapter at Butler University. Come on here with that history. Yes. (laughs) You know what? I love love the Divine Nine. I love that we are all stepping into this centennial. That means that we are still thriving and we are necessary. So absolutely. It is a big deal, a big deal, as you know, because I know that you are Delta, correct? Yes, ma'am. It is a big deal to be self-sustaining for any amount of time, but for a centennial, it is very, very big. And we are ecstatic (laughs) to enter the Centennial Club. I mean, I I don't know about you, Dr. Wright, but I'm always surprised that young women or women still uh, commit their lives to public service in this manner oh. in a sorority life. I mean, our sororities are very different than white sororities. Yeah, you know, we join them and we, we it's forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. I mean, we even have a death ceremony mm-hmm. uh, transfers into the next chapter, right? So yeah. are you surprised that sisters still want to have this commitment? You know, I'm not. I'm not. I think that when you are um, when you come from underserved communities, that there is something ingrained in about seeing your community do a little better. And so if you've seen that in our black churches and you see service and you see um, other organ, other local organizations doing something, I think there is a burning on the inside to say, how can I help? Now, you know, our sororities and our D9, um, our our D9 brother and sisterhood uh, is a collegiate organization. So it's when you get in, you find other like-minded people doing community service, looking at civic and social duty, looking at community wellness. I think there's there's almost a call to, I gotta gotta be a part of this. I wanna be a part of this. It's not necessarily just wearing letters and colors, but there is a burning on the inside to say, how can I make a greater impact? And I think those that join Greekdom, something is lit on the inside of this lifetime commitment to make our communities just a little bit better. It's not just for, you know, undergraduate, or if you come in at the alumni level, it's 
I am already doing this. So now let's link with other people that's doing it as well and make a greater impact on our communities. So now I am not surprised. It actually moves me to say now, Sigma Gamma Rho, we entered the Centennial Club. There's going to be people um, that's looking at the 25, at 125 year mark, that light this keeps on lighting, Mm -hmm. that we continue to walk um, in um, in the footsteps of our founders holding up that pillar. Um, to say, listen, you too can do this. You can, too can do this. And we can further the missions, whether it's just Sigma Gamma Rho, but all of D9. We can further this, especially because we're working in communities that hit so close to home. It's not abstract to us. I, I think you're I think you're right. Although I will say I, I'm often I'm I'm surprised and delighted that women still mm-hmm. and, and men too commit their lives to this cause, to this collegiate, because it is a collegiate uh, uh, introduction, right? Like you, mm-hmm. that's the other way, you, you know, that's one of the ways that you get in is through the collegiate way. But um, oftentimes though, Dr. Wright, do you find that uh, we are invisible a little bit in terms of what the other the other folks in the world know about us? I think we are known amongst ourselves in mm-hmm. a big way, but I'm not so sure Cause I'm always surprised when white people are like, you're a sorority. And they, and they're basing it on their experience right. of what a sorority is. And I think that there is a great divide. Like you said, there is an unknowing of what black letter Greek organizations do and what we represent and the access to power and resources that we have. So we are underestimated. That's a good point. We are under (laughs) like like, oh y'all, oh y'all just don't know. There's a reason (laughs) that um Vice President Kamala Harris is in office. She pulled on the D9. Let's there is a reason (laughs) that so we are under, I definitely think that we are underestimated. And so, but that I think that the underestimation comes from the lack of awareness and knowledge of who we are and what we do. Mm. So we we all, all of us, the D9, we all have a social action component to us. Like we, we, have, we have not ignored the cries of our communities. Like we just can't do it. And so, uh, and so all of us have a mission and a charge to, to do something. What is right. the mission and the charge of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated? The mission in charge of Sigma Gamma Rho sorority is to better the lives of women and children in communities of color, national and international. And so that looks different in every community because we are not just a blanket cookie cutter, one size fits all. So this is why we have chapters. This is why we have regions. (laughs) So, So we execute. So overall, we have five national programs to execute, but it is left to the region and then chapters and how we execute so that we are really honing in on what our community needs. So Iota Chi Sigma serving New Haven and Fairfield County may look a little different than what Litchfield County may be doing, maybe look look a little different than what the New York or even out West may be doing. And so we hone in right on our five major programs, women's wellness initiative, which include can include heart health, um, breast cancer, all of that, anything containing um, concerning women's health. Then we have SWIM 1922. We're teaching black kids and adults, because sis here, to learn to swim and have access to community pools. Um, that is my that is one of my favorite things that y'all do. 
we need when to I saw them. that yeah. when I saw that campaign fly mm-hmm. when it started, yeah. I I have been watching it and following it because I absolutely love it. Like I love that somebody is saying we gotta get these black babies swimming because yeah, water safety is big. Yes, water yes. safety is so big. So for me. I, I'm going to learn how to swim. Okay. So that's on my children. <laughs> but my children know how to swim. It's, so water safety and communities of color is major. So that's the second one of our national program. Like you said, civic and social, like how do we do what we do? Then we have operation big book bag. So we're filling backpacks at the start of the school year and we're giving them out to, um, Schools that may be impoverished, that may be in lower economic, socioeconomic um, areas of the city. So we're preparing them for scholarship. And then we have our annual youth symposium. Well, that's just a beast in and of itself that we're bringing community children, usually to a campus or to a school. And it's a day full of conference like workshops, teaching um, on different on different aspects of civic and social duty. Uh, wellness, you know, all of that. So we then begin to execute the greater vision locally through many of our programs. And the last is Project Cradle Care, where we are definitely looking at um, adverse effects and disparities among Black women and infants. So through that, like I said, we have the autonomy to execute, but we're making sure that we execute these five major programming uh, programs throughout all of our chapters and regions. Mhm mhm. And so how how uh what what does it look like in your New Haven chapter? And how long have you been the president? So I I well I am in my third year. Yay. <laughs> yes. So I consider myself a vet, honey. When you can <laughs> When you get through that first turn, it's like, "Oh, now we cooking with gas." Yes. <laughs> So I am in my third, uh, my third year, second term, third year as president of Iota Chi Sigma. And it has been uh, a tremendous ride, like implementing these programs. You ask what it looks like. It looks like the annual youth symposium. It looks like bringing neighborhood children together. It looks like feeding 100 families last year in December over in the Roberto Clemente area. Um, It looks like marches and walks. It it looks like Operation Big Book Bag. So like I said, we take the national programs and we implement them on the local level. It looks like raising awareness for um, mental health and um, physical health. We are in the trenches, in these streets, making it happen, Mm -hmm. making it better, or hopefully making it better for our local uh, community. Listen, we need all hands on deck because Absolutely. we are, we are, we are under siege. And, uh, and I think if it wasn't for, um, the, the, the quiet power of, of, of sororities and fraternities, black sororities and fraternities, mm-hmm. uh, that we, we probably would be further down on the economic totem pole. You know, I, I think, I think we've been, I mean, we are the ones that are running schools and mm-hmm. hospitals and all the things in, in government, every facet of government. So, uh, so what, what does the next hundred years look like for y'all? Like, what, what do you, and now you just had a big old centennial shindig. And we did, and we did. We've been partying all of 2022. You hear me? Uh, I know. Some of my good friends are, are your sorors and I've seen them pack their bags and jet to all kinds yeah. of places. So our um, international um, grand basilisk, Rashida S. Liberty, um, we have a slogan for the centennial is greater women, greater world. 
I think over the next hundred years, we begin to um, produce greater women to have a greater impact on the world. I do believe that we will always uphold our pillars of sisterhood, scholarship, and service, but I believe the next hundred years, we will be challenged to take service to a whole new level. And how do we infiltrate systems that have been locked out to us, right? How do we infiltrate and begin to have um, influence on local laws? How do we infiltrate in the school systems? And how do we make our the voice of the community heard? through our organizations, not just Sigma Gamma Rho, but through the entire D9, like I stated earlier, we yield a power that is underrated and is sometimes underutilized. So how do we begin over the next hundred years for all of us to push the envelope to say, we are here, we are representative of our local communities and we demand such and such to happen. Yeah. So that's what I see is that every each and every D9 begin to push the envelope to stand firm and say scholarship is important. Service is important. Funding to local communities um, is important. How do we begin to do this and push agendas and really be this habitual line stepper? That when they draw a line, we step over and say, no, that's not it. <laughs> so when <laughs> How do we be like, oh, we're going to draw our own line. We're not going to continually take what you give us, but we want equity for all communities. What yes. does that begin to look like? And so that the New Havens and the Hartfords and the Stanfords and some of these unimpoverished areas, what does this look like when the little pockets of black and brown people, wherever we are, are they getting the same mm-hmm. as the Westport and the Wiltons? What, what are we doing here? And so we want to be able to push agendas and like I said, habitual line steppers that make our voices known and put our finances right where our talk is. So we pushing it with money and having packs and opening up community centers and partnering with one another to have a greater impact. That is what I would like to see over the next hundred years. And as long as I'm part of ICS, Oh, we're going to push lines. We're going to push. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I love it. All right. So, um, so what are y'all, what, what, what other celebrations are y'all planning? Cause I know y'all ain't done. Well, so I, yes, here we go. <laughs> we just, we are just returning, um, from the centennial celebration in Indianapolis just yes. this weekend. So, um, just to be clear, our centennial date um, like it was just this past Saturday, November 12th, we've been partying all mm-hmm. of 2022. Mm-hmm. So ICS is actually hosting a Centennial um, Mixer this coming Friday night at, uh, don't even get me to lie, Lions on State Street. in <laughs> <Lenons. laughs> Yes, that's where we'll be. So that will culminate for us, Centennial. Um, this this Friday night. Um, so most of our centennial celebrations have concluded this weekend. And so now we just enter and bask in what we have done and really begin to push for the next hundred years. Mm, I love it. So, so Dr. Wright, tell me a little bit about you and what you do for money like what <laughs> you mean for the nine to five you you yeah. like girl what what you do <laughs> the day to day well honey let me tell you no i i am a licensed clinical social worker in private practice and i also own a group practice so i own heart to heart counseling and co-owner of pathways to wellness where we treat um black women and so in that i do that most of my time i also do some um adjunct work at UConn 
And I'm also right. <laughs> a clinical supervisor for a nonprofit in Bridgeport. So when you talk about what I do, honey, it, it depends on the day. <laughs> you know, you know, I know better than to ask any black woman. <laughs> like what I do is like, well, what today is? And I'll tell you what I do. <laughs> I know better than to ask any black woman. Okay, so what do you do? Because it's never one thing. I do, but mainly um, I do clinical work. I am a um, social. I'm a therapist. So to, you know what? This is a this is a good way, uh, a good seg- segment into talking about black women and our mental health. Like oh. that is such a, and we're just now starting to sort of have conversations around what does self care look like. How do we get help? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I I still don't think we do enough around um, taking good care of our hearts and minds uh, in in it, it, outside of the home, outside of work, um, even in our organizations. Talk a little bit about why it's important for us to sort of seek the help that we need mm-hmm. if we need it. Absolutely. So I think why it's important is because you will find that black women are the backbone of many organizations. And so not only in our philanthropy, not only in our civic and social duty, um, or um, even in our churches and communities, all, a lot of grassroots organizations are fueled by back, Black women. So as you just asked me, what do you do during the day? So that doesn't even include what we do during the day and whether or not we have children or a spouse or fur babies, or whatever, (laughs) elderly parents, young children, like we are pulled in so many different directions. So it is crucial that we begin to carve out some time for us because when we don't, we internalize it and it looks like stress and stress, high blood pressure, chronic illness, chronic pain, sleepless nights, um, not eating enough. So we're not getting the right uh, nutrition. And so all of these begin to wear on us. And one thing that we have internalized, um, um, some of us have internalized over the years is that we can be superhuman and we can't. So that learning to say no, learning to pause, learning to put ourselves first, learning to rejuvenate and take periods of rest is crucial for black women because, because we do have a great responsibility, but we're not superhuman where we can just go, 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 go and go without pausing to reflect and take and take ourselves off the proverbial back burner and put ourselves front and center and say, no, not today. Over the years, I have had to learn how to say no. It was it just didn't come like that. And you think that I do a lot now. So back then, but I've learned to say, you know what? If it doesn't align and this, it doesn't fit, I just can't do it. And because I want to live as long as I can live, like I won't see another centennial, but I'm saying if I can see the 75th, I'd be okay. <laughs> like if I can see the, you know, 150th anniversary, like but so I want to live, honey. So I cannot be burning myself out here because I, we just turned a hundred. I need to see some. So, um, but getting in a rhythm and making sure that we take care of ourselves on the day to day. So it may not everybody can't take a vacation, you know, every month or every other week. But learning to just slow down and say, I'm going to sleep in a little late. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to take a walk. Um, And learning to carve out time day to day will grant us longer health, you know, and really begin to work at some of these health disparities that we have in um, Black women. We Mm -hmm. are at the charts of some of these things. And it comes um, from the way that we treat ourselves, thinking that we have to self-betray in order for other people to come out on top. We overproduce while we allow other people to underproduce. 
Oh my God, that's a word right there. Oh, isn't it a word, honey? You felt that deep down, didn't you? <laughs> and that's the God's honest truth. I see it everywhere I go. I just didn't have the language for it. You just gave me the language. We are overproducing while we are allowing pe- other people to underproduce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, we have this mindset, Dr. Wright. If, if we don't do it, it ain't going to get done. Then it won't get done. And then that's where that's right where I'm at. I have to, I have to come to a crossroad. And I want every black woman listening to this come to your crossroads. Wake up that we are not going to take ourselves out doing it. If it won't, if I don't do it, it won't get done. Then it won't get done. Yeah. This I is think- exactly right. Sigma Gamma Rho has a women's wellness initiative and mental health um, awareness is part of it. It's mm-hmm. like if it then it won't get done. That's pretty profound. And I think that's a hard, that is a hard thing, I think, for, for a lot of Black women to hear. It is. We are groomed to do. Yeah. We are groomed to do. We're groomed to take care of. We are groomed to nurture. Think about this. Um, when children are younger, baby girls, of course, um, and they walk in a halfway talk, and first thing we do is buy baby dolls and strollers. We're already grooming them to take care of somebody else. <laughs> like what is happening the first thing they do is go buy a baby doll well here's your baby doll and then she come with diapers and now she got this bottle and then baby alive just feel like the real thing and then you know for us to get a little free time ain't your baby crying don't you got to go take care of your baby and so we're ushering them child go do something we're buying <laughs> kitchen sets and vacuum cleaners and all of this to mimic domestication that these are the things you have to take care of so no wonder at one and two, you at 32 and you burnt out. You've been taking care of folks since you've been born. <laughs> that is a, that's another word right there. So, but Dr. Wright, how do we undo these longstanding systems um, of, of, of just what you talked about? How do we undo that? How do we convince ourselves and convince young women coming behind us that that is not that is not going to bode well for you in the end? Like that's just not what we want for you. How do we how do we break these systems down? I'm going to tell you a deep secret. I need you to lean in real close. Right? I'm leaning in, girl. I need, your, I need you to lean in. <laughs> we gotta stop doing it. <laughs> so, so when we stop doing it they stop having a pattern to learn from <laughs> because this is learned behavior. <laughs> it is. It, it is. really like, is. I need to tell you a secret. We got to stop. Like <laughs> it's learned. And so when we learn, when we learn to take care of ourselves, generations behind them learn to take care of themselves. When we learn to say no, when we learn to put in boundaries, when we become okay and who we are that I don't care if they like me, if I show up or not, but I have to do what's best for me. When we start some of that stuff, honey child, we begin to teach our daughters, our nieces, and everyone behind us that no is okay. And if someone loves you enough, they'll accept your no, that I just can't do it. And so they will be able to accept it. But you also, we also, now that we've been ingrained in this uh issue, because this is an issue, um, that you can't do it alone. You need community that says it's okay to rest. Give yourself permission to rest. Give yourself permission to say, I just can't show up. Mm -hmm. I can't do it. Give yourself permission to be human. 
So we take the superhuman off of it and give yourself permission to say, I don't, I can't, I just can't make it. I like that. Mm-hmm. Dr. Wright, when did you come to sorority life? And, and, and what made you come to sorority life? Well, child, let me tell you. So I came, <laughs> I came in through um, Iota Chi Sigma in fall 15. And so I came in through the alumni chapter. And so what drew me to Iota Chi Sigma was there's an A3 program. And it is a HIV awareness program uh, that um, the sorority had. <clears throat> and I was back then, I was in HIV work. So I was a program director and um, Iota Chi Sigma has an undergraduate chapter at the University of Bridgeport. And we would they would also always call our organization to do HIV testing or some kind of awareness. And after a while, I said, well, who are these people? I'm going to go and see. And because I would send, I was a program manager, so I would send staff out. And I said, I've got to go see because they keep calling. And um, I went and I see blue and gold. And I'm like, well, what? might this be? And so back then I knew that my Sigma light was lit. And um, it took a few years for me to actually get myself together and kind of just form relationships and and really become serious about it. And then now here I am. Because you were a grown woman. Like this wasn't a, you weren't in college. You were working, established in your, uh, in a career. I mean, Mm -hmm. you weren't, like just, you know what I mean? Like on colleges, you know, undergrad, you know, right. you, you take your, you, you know, you join when you join, you join this call, you call, but mm-hmm. as a grown up, you know, it's a little different. As a full grown woman. Yes. So here's, here's what I, here's it. Like I said, they had this program that really matched what I was doing day to day. And I'm thinking, oh, this would be nice to link up with a whole organization. Cause at then I didn't know a whole lot about Iota Chi Sigma. I knew that they kept calling. And that they were serious about this program. And I'm like, so I really need to connect with anyone that's serious about HIV because it is a whole epidemic in the black and brown community, right? And so I'm like, I have to show up and see what they're all about. And upon doing my research, I found out that it was a national program. Mm -hmm. And then I said, well, how great would it be to link with a whole body of women that's doing the same work that I'm doing? And so right now it just transitioned that what I was doing pre-sorority life, I just do in sorority life. It's like that light was, it was just, the flame was just spread with um, with um, Sigma Gamma Rho. So here I am, like you said, a whole girl woman, career-based, making moves. And it's like the call to join a force, a sisterhood <clears throat> greater than me to push causes. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I, w- I want to be down. I'm like, Randy, I want to be down, right? <laughs> <laughs> So, so to be president is no easy feat. No, honey. <laughs> it is no easy feat. And it requires a great deal of attention on the regional level, on the national level, and on the, on the local level. Yeah. So what, what called you to it? The call to continue the legacy of greater. Like we were already, they were already doing fine and dandy before <laughs> before it was something inside of me. I remember talking to one of my sorors and was like, I think I may have bumped my head, but I think I want to run for president. And and, <laughs> and you know, when like, you say that somebody, you say it hoping somebody will validate that or talk you out of it, right? Like one or two things can happen. She validated it. My soror <laughs> Washington Valley, she was like, listen, I was like, no. So, 
And then I was like, I think I can do it. I don't know. But it just felt that it was the right time Mm -hmm. for me to step into whatever it is, whatever it was going to be. I think it was just my time to execute. And here I am, like I said, second term, third year, I'm in it. And not only now am I serving um, as president of Iota Chi Sigma, I also have a seat on the regional board. So it's like, okay, this pit prick get bigger and bigger. Oh, you all in. I'm all in. <laughs> all in. But you know what? Here is the thing. We need leadership, right? That's what we, this is what this is about. It's about leadership and mm-hmm. that, you know, you don't hide your light under a bushel. Like you, you shine. And then if you have the ability, then you are called to step forward. It is something back then, so three years ago, uh, when I first, I just felt it. I was like, I think this is, this might be it. This, I think I wanted to, like, I, I literally, it was like this intu- intuitive transit, like, oh, it's time. And I'm like, I'm going to do this. Like, I have goals, I have plans, let's do this. And when I tell you, it has just, I've grown in leadership so much. So not only are we out producing, but we're also grooming greater women. And yes. so, yeah, you see, it wasn't yes. just like you said, hiding your light and everything. It was like step into leadership. And over the last three years, I have grown tremendously in my leadership skills and capabilities. And I'm like, I can't even wait to see you know, what's next. Not even just for Sigma Gamma Rho, but for uh, Sigma women, period. Mm-hmm. Stepping into leadership and letting your light shine and using your gifts for the greater good. Listen, I think that it's, it has no other choice but to be compounded and given back to you i tell you what this is what i know for true i've yet i have never seen not one black greek not have leadership capabilities because through our organizations we are trained and groomed Mm -hmm. up to stand in leadership now we may not all rush to leadership but if we are called to it and it is demanded all of us every last one of us can step into those roles. And that I think that's why I love um, Black sorority life so much, mm-hmm. that any at any given time, we have been trained and the tools have been given to us to run meetings. And those yeah. skills are transferable. Yes. When I'm in meetings with other soror- sorority sisters who may not be Deltas, who could be mm-hmm. AKAs and Sigma Gamma Rows and Zetas, I know things going to go right. It's gonna I be just, some order. That's yes. I have no some order. And you no will do something fear. accomplished, girl. When I see when I walk into a room and I see other sorority women, I already know it's gonna That's go me. well. I feel it too. I be like, oh, it's showtime. Oh, 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 we about to do this. So I get I, the same feeling. Yes, I I don't care who it is. I'll sit in there with any, uh, AKA or or <laughs> say, I know yeah. it's going to go well. I know it. I just, because right. I know how we all, we all have that same commitment to community and drive and business. Like we run business. We it's also business. a level of excellence. Yes. That comes and it's like, oh, when we get together, that's why I think that we're so underestimated. Because when we do unify and come together, there's a level of excellence that can't anyone top. Um, Any other community organization, when we come together um, as as the Divine Nine, excellence has shown up and we are about to do something. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
love it. We have to do something together, girl. I'm gonna yes, we do. Listen, whatever. Just call me. <laughs> I am because I now you know spur something in my spirit. I'm gonna talk to you offline. It's like, girl, I got an idea that we could bring all of us together just to sort of handle our own wellness. Just just Absolutely. to just to focus on our own mental I health wellness. I think it can happen. I think it can happen for real. So I. I enjoyed you, Dr. Wright. I am really blessed to have talked to you today. Thank you, Pam Washington, for uh, connecting us. <laughs> my, that is my Sarah. You hear me? <laughs> oh, I, I, you know, I've been knowing Pam for, I've been knowing Palm for a long time. <laughs> we go way, way back. And she's probably, she's probably one of the best people I know on this planet. She Absolutely. really is one of the most kind and generous and funny, 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 funny. And she will ride with you. You hear me? Oh, she, girl. She bleeds blue and gold. But if she, you down, if she down with you, she going to ride with you. You hear me? <laughs> listen, listen, I, I'm planning my birthday in Marrakesh in Morocco in, uh, in 2023. Mm. And she she wasn't going to go. And she was like, I just couldn't stand knowing that y'all would be over there. <laughs> and I see these pictures come across Facebook and I'm not there. <laughs> that sound like her. She going to be where the action going to be. <laughs> she's like mm, i can't do it i'm not going to do it <laughs> so yeah so i know quite a few quite a mm-hmm. few of the, the women of your organization uh dr shereen mason and yes. paula uh rice yes. and there's a bunch of them that y'all that i just admire um the young carisha uh uh wholeness so yes you know. great great women i'm telling you trailblazers great women great yes it's all, and it's, it's a joy life. it's a joy to be to be in their company and to be connected as black women yes. um in the in the sorority life and that you know we are we are still necessary and doing amazing work in our communities absolutely still necessary and still relevant yes a hundred yes. years a hundred years later Absolutely. We still fighting a good fight. Still and we're going to continue. Fight. Yes, we are. So thank you, Dr. Wright. I appreciate you. And uh, congratulations on your centennial. Yes, honey. Congratulations. Thank you for having me. Listen, partnerships coming. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is always a pleasure to speak with and you. And feel free to come back. Make this your station. Make this your home. Come back when you want to share what y'all got going on and upcoming hey. events. We sure will. (laughs) I sure will. I feel right at home right around here. I sure will. (laughs) Thank you so much. And enjoy the rest of your day. (laughs) You as well. Have a great one. Be well. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Woo. Happy Centennial to the Sisters of Sigma Gamma Row. I appreciate her coming on and being my guest this morning because I I just believe in the power of Black women and Black sorority women, especially. So uh, I'm on my way out. Y'all have a good day. I'll be back tomorrow because tomorrow I am talking to... uh, I'm talking to Camila Forbes. She is the executive producer at the Apollo Theater. Yes, the Apollo Theater in New York. So I'm looking forward to talking to her. And uh, I'll see y'all tomorrow. So y'all behave. Thanks, Harry Droz. I'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.